What's good, family, and welcome back to another video. Today is Saturday, April 29th. We just seen the Los Angeles Lakers knock out and send John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Dylan Brooks to Cancun. It's a party inside my city. What's going on, everybody, man? Uh, I'm here to give y'all my round two predictions. This is before game one of the Phoenix Suns versus the Denver Nuggets. So I just want to give you guys a real quick um, recap um, of round one and then give you guys a real quick, you know, prediction of round two. So let's just go ahead and breeze through this because there was not a lot of great round one matchups as we only have we're only having one series go to game seven. Uh, first, we have the Denver Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Denver Nuggets were able to take care of them four to one. Anthony Edwards really just like thug one of them games out. And I think the NBA didn't want to sweep. So, you know, they sent a, they sent a gentleman sweep to happen in that series. Uh, Phoenix Suns versus the Clippers in round one. Phoenix Suns handled them 4-1. I do think that if the Clippers were fully healthy, they would have been able to handle the Phoenix Suns. But now that the Suns are getting rolling, they got a whole series under their belt, more of continuity of playing together. I'm starting to feel the Suns a little bit more now. Uh, the, the series, like I mentioned, the only one that is at seven games is the Kings and Warriors. Not going to lie, you guys. Uh, I had the Warriors winning it about like five, if at the most six. But for the fact that the Kings even took it to a seven game series with the little lack of with the lack of experience that they have versus the Warriors is full. They have nothing but playoff experience. I really do think that the Kings are a better team and they're going to actually pull out this game seven. That's going to be tomorrow, man. So we'll stay tuned for that. The Lakers, like I mentioned, they did beat the Grizzlies four to two. Let's be honest, guys. Like, the, yes, the Lakers were a playing team. But since the Lakers have you know got rid of Russell Westbrook and got brought in all those pieces that actually fit the Lakers have been the best team in the NBA. And if they would have had this roster that they had all season and would have been healthy, they would have, they wouldn't have even been a playing team. They would have been way better than Memphis Grizzlies. So they were better than Memphis Grizzlies coming into the series. They still are better and they will be better. Now let's over there. Let's jump to the East. We've seen that collapse between uh, the Bucks and the heat. I can't believe the Bucks lost four to one to the Heat. And I mean, that's that, that that's all a credit to Jimmy Butler being him. Uh, Giannis choking, Giannis freezing up, Coach Bud purposely trying to get fired. That's really what it seems like. Um, and yeah, and like the and the Heat won that series 4-1. Uh, we did have the Cavaliers versus the Knicks. That was another meltdown. I had the Cavaliers winning. The Knicks won 4-1. And you know what that proved to me? Instead of Donovan Mitchell being the best player out there, Jalen Brunson proved, yo, I don't care how small I am. I'm still that guy. I'm still able to get to it. And Jalen Brunson just straight up uh, acted and was the best player out there in that series. And you could see it. Next series we had was the only sweep in the first round. That is the 76ers. And they swept the Nets. No surprise there. I mean, the Nets had no answer for Joel Embiid, the MVP. And then the uh, last series in the first round is the Celtics versus the Hawks. This almost went seven games because the Hawks were keeping it close in that game six. But then the Celtics, the Celtics, Celtics were able to pull it out. Ultimately, I do think uh, I thought the Celtics were going to sweep them, to be honest with you. Um, but I also thought the Bucks were going to sweep the Heat. So clearly, uh, I'm 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 wrong with some of my uh, rational rational thoughts here. But let's go ahead and move on to round two and let's get to our predictions. This isn't really going to be much of a recap. This is going to be me more predicting what's going on and what I got in that matchup. So let's go ahead and start in the West, and that's going to be the. Phoenix Suns versus the Denver Nuggets. For that, I got Suns and Six. And I mean, look, guys, this is going to be a dogfight, dogfight. But I just think, how is how are the Denver Nuggets, and most most especially Nicole Jokic, how are they going to stop 
the Phoenix Suns pick and roll. Like Jokic is just, is just too slow, right? And, so, and especially when you think of who the, who do the Phoenix Suns have? Chris Paul, he is a, a, a pick and roll god. Devin Booker, he loves to operate right out of the pick and roll into that midi. Kevin Durant, one of the greatest offensive scorers of, uh, of all time. So I you know when I think to myself, I think, all right, well, how are the Nuggets going to how are the Nuggets going to try to slow that down? And I mean, as long as the Nuggets keep Jokic out there every single time down court, the Suns are going to have a mismatch. Right. And I mean, I just talked about uh, I just talked about, um, you know, the, come, coming off the pick and roll and getting switches. The Suns will have the favorable mismatch every single time. And playoffs is all about matchups, man. You know, I. I People who people who really can't differentiate play regular season basketball and playoff basketball, I'm gonna give it to you right here. It's called head hunting and playoff. Uh, it's called playoff hunting. Sorry, not playoff hunting. It's called matchup hunting. I was getting my words mixed up. It's called matchup hunting. And y'all, we know how much of a master Chris Paul is at matchup hunting, and he's gonna hunt for all the favorable matchups, getting switches on, uh, getting switches with you know the the little and big pick and roll. So where now you have Jokic guarding a Chris Paul or a Devin Booker. Oh, yeah, maybe Kevin freaking Durant, right? And then when we think about the fact that the Phoenix Suns just took care of the, of the Clippers, I know the Clippers weren't fully healthy. They just took care of the Clippers without Kevin Durant really having to impose his will. I mean, Devin Booker has been by far the best player on the Phoenix Suns and maybe even in the entire NBA so far. So Kevin Durant hasn't even had to impose his will and the Suns have been as dominant as they have been uh, it's really looking bad for uh, Jamal Murray and the Denver Nuggets. I will give some credit, though, because Jamal Murray and Jokic have their two man game is on fire right now. But I just simply think that the Nuggets will I mean, the Suns will be able to match that with their two man game, especially having a favorable matchup really almost every single time Jokic is out there. But the di- biggest difference maker for the Nuggets is definitely going to be the way MPJ steps up. I know he's been inconsistent. KPC. Uh, KCP has to be knocking down his shots. Maybe, you know, Lakers KCP and Aaron Gordon, man. Aaron Gordon's going to be a huge difference maker because we know we're, we're, what, what they're going to get from Jokic and what they're going to get from Jamal Murray. While on the other side of things, uh, the Suns really got to focus on however many pick and rolls they're going to be able to put um, Nikola Jokic into. For the next matchup, it's going to be, the, well, the Lakers is already ready. The Lakers are already kicked up, you know what I'm saying? Chilling, waiting for the Kings and the Warriors. Uh, I personally think it is going to be the Kings. Um, but honestly, I, as a Lakers fan and just even, I, you know, as a basketball guru, having basketball knowledge, I'm, I feel comfortable, whoever, Lakers or uh, uh, Kings or Warriors, because both of the Kings or the Warriors, they can't really match up with the Lakers in the seven-game series. And I talked about, you know, in that last series, I talked about playoffs is all about matchups, favorable matchups. And the Kings and the Warriors just simply cannot match what the Lakers can do while the Lakers can match any lineup that they want to run, right? So let's say the Lakers want to go small ball to match what the Kings are doing or to match what the Warriors are doing. They can do that by running, winning Gabriel at the five, running Hoochie, uh, Hoochie, running Richie Hakamura at the five. I said Hoochie Hakamura. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. But they can do that at any time. But what the Warriors and the Kings cannot do is when the Lakers decide to run that big lineup and run with AD out there, there's just, there's just no answer that the Kings have, nor the Warriors have. So they're going to have to throw doubles, triples, box and ones. And you know what that's going to do? That's going to lead for somewhere to be an open defender. So I think, you know, the biggest, uh, biggest factor in this series is probably the biggest factor that's been in the, in, on the Lakers since Anthony Davis has came. Anthony Davis's health. If Anthony Davis is healthy, 
He's the best big in this league, better than Jokic, better than Embiid, better than anybody. And he will be the difference maker in this league, in this series, because the Kings don't have anyone to, to combat that. The Warriors for sure don't have anyone to combat that. So for that, really, even if it'd be Kings or Warriors, I'd still have Lakers in six. Just don't really see them being able to match. Don't really see the Kings and the Warriors be able to match up with the Lakers. Uh, let's go head over there to the East Coast and let's get in some of these round two predictions from the East. We first have the Knicks versus the Heat, man. Oh, man. Shout out my guy, Danny B, man. If you haven't had a chance to check out last episode, go check out last episode. New York Knicks legend Danny B came on the pod, and we were just talking about uh, not only their great round one matchup, but also this uh, round two and some of these predictions. But let's go ahead and get into it. I have Nixon. I have Nixon six, to be honest with you, and that's me giving respect to the Heat uh, because of, of what I've seen them do. But let's be honest, man. I just don't think the Heat are a good team. Like they beat the Bucks simply on the fact of Giannis missing two games. Coach Bud just decided to choke and wanted to purposely get fired. Giannis froze up and didn't want to shoot a free throw. And Jimmy Butler is him. Like Jimmy Butler is him with. Heat. But besides that, like the, the the Miami Heat are not a real threat. Especially that they just lost Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo, who came off the bench and was big for them. Bam Adebayo hasn't been looking the same. So you mean to tell me that we're that not not we're the Miami Heat are going to be relying on Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Max Struess, Kevin Love, which is way out of age. You know, you know, he's been doing this thing. Gabe Vincent and just other role players. I'll be honest with you, man. That's just not enough. But from the Knicks side of things, they have a deep squad. They have the energy. They have momentum rolling. I'll be honest with you. I don't even think the Knicks themselves thought they were going to beat the Cavaliers. But, and for them to come out and beat them 4-1, man, they have so much momentum rolling into this, into this next series. And I mean, if the Knicks can just if the Knicks can get that same defensive energy that that they got from Josh Hart, I mean, Josh Hart didn't let D. Mitch breathe, and I think he's going to do the same thing to Jimmy Butler, Mitchell Robinson, and Isaiah Hardenstein. They got to keep being the monster on the glass that they've been. That they gave the Knicks a huge advantage against the Cavs, and ultimately, I do think the Knicks just need to keep running their offense through Jalen Brunson. And it's crazy that I'm saying this because I was the number one guy when the Knicks got Jalen Brunson. I said, "Oh man." Jalen Brunson is not a number one guy, not a guy that your offense can run through in the playoffs. But I was wrong, and I'm here admitting I'm wrong. Jalen Brunson, I'm sorry, Rick Brunson, you was right. <laughs> so go ahead and keep running that offense to, uh, through Jalen Brunson. My only real question mark for the Knicks is J- Julius Randle health. I know he re-aggravated that ankle sprain. Um, but ultimately, I do think that the Knicks can still get past the heat in this series without, J- without Julius Randle being at his full but um, if they want to go to the finals, if they want to get past the Eastern Conference uh, finals, um, I do think that they're definitely going to need Julius Randle and their team at full strength. But last matchup that we have here for round two is going to be the Celtics versus 76ers. For this, I got Celtics in seven. And this is one of the series I'm really looking forward to most, man. Both teams match up well. They both have great guard play. Um, I do think that uh, the Celtics have a little bit better backcourt, you know, with with Brogdon, with Derek Wright, with Marcus Smart, with Jalen Brown. Really, you could put Jason Tatum as a guard, too, but we'll call him frontcourt for now. <laughs> uh, but the 76ers, I do think they have a better frontcourt, and that's simply on the fact of Joel Embiid, man. And I think uh, this series is going to be a real test for Joel Embiid because the Celtics, in my opinion, just are just the deepest team in the NBA. They got something to prove. And don't get me wrong, Joel Embiid also has something to prove, but the Celtics just, just choked last year in the biggest stage of them all. And now they have the deepest team with a big and and they have something to prove. I think the Celtics are coming for a vengeance this year, uh, this year, man. And I think that's why they'll be able to take care 
of the 76ers in seven. Uh, although I will say Robert Williams is going to be needed. Al Horford is going to be huge for this series. But the only reason why I say uh, 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 Robert Williams is going to be absolutely needed is because the Celtics are going to need another big to bang with Joel Embiid down low, man. Joel Embiid is going to get to his going to get to his spot, and I mean he can really operate from anywhere—the midi, the three-point line, down low block. But I think where Joel Embiid's bread and butter is in this series, because they have a be- the Seventy Sixers have a better front court, is going to be the low block, man. So I think that Robert Williams is going to have to be there going to have to be the Celtics big body represented for them. Um, but ultimately, I, I do think that the deeper team is going to win here, and that is Celtics. So I do got Celtics in seven. Um, but that's my round two recap, y'all. I know this was a quick video. Just getting to it real quick. Um, hopefully, we get this out before game one of Denver Nuggets and Phoenix Suns. Um, hopefully, you guys have been enjoying all this NBA action. As always, man, make sure you smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. I love y'all, and we out here, y'all. Peace.